Hello, and welcome to episode 240 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm amazed we made it through that. <laughs> it was it was a struggle. <laughs> so this week we're going to talk the mechanics of Wilds of Eldraine, and we should also probably introduce the other guy. Who's the other guy? I'm James. There, James. There we go. He, he's yeah. amazed. He's amazed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about the mechanics for Wilds of Eldraine, uh, all the stuff going on. Uh, hopefully, it shouldn't be super long. I'm sleepy. I woke up at five thirty today. So yeah, uh, you had a long, long day uh, baby wrangling. So we'll, yes, we'll keep it a little short. I don't think this is going to take us too, too long. But before a set release, we like to go through the mechanics of the set so that we don't have to do it when we're doing our set review. That makes for a really long episode. Yes. Uh, last couple times we've done this, we've broken this out this way, and it seems to really help. Yeah. Um, lets us kind of dive into the mechanics a little bit, and also we don't have to go over it all during our set review. So. So if you want to, we're, we're back into like the world of stuff going on more frequently in Magic. But if you have yeah. show ideas, you want to reach out and say, hey, uh, anything like that, uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Discord. You can find us via email. And you can find us again on Elon Forever. X. Uh, X. Uh, all those links are in the uh, description. You know what I just thought of? Have What's I that? updated the show notes to not be Twitter or the, uh, the credits? I don't know. I don't uh, think so. Nope. Still says Twitter. We're still we're still holding on. I'll I have, have to... a feeling at this point, at least, everybody that uh, is on the platform recognizes either name. <laughs> yes. Uh, have you, quick side check, uh, you get all those emails uh, that are, for, I get like Twitter updates, and they all say X. Parenthesis, yeah. former, formerly Twitter, close parenthesis. Formerly Twitter. <laughs> Just like, yeah, you did a great job with this branding gig. If you have to be like, remember who we actually are? Yeah. Anyway, if you want to reach Platform out to us in any of those places. Yes. If you, if you want to reach out to us in any of those places, even to talk about prints, um, you can uh, you can find all the links in the description. Yeah, hit us up. Um, like Brian said, if there's you know, ideas for shows or whatever. I have kind of a living, living document that I keep in our Google drive here um, with show ideas. So even if we're not looking for show ideas at that exact time, if you got an idea for an episode, I will throw it in there and eventually we will most likely get around to it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I actually had a, uh, somebody shot me a show idea. I don't remember if it was this past week or the week before, but I had to update the, uh, the document and add it to it. And I also put a thing in there for our place in line for the color pie that we're working on. And I didn't realize that I never updated that for our, um, back in my day series either. So there's updates in there. So we have a quick reference to know exactly where we are. If we want to do a spur of the moment back in my day episode. It's good. We we run origins. We might. Oh, we're on origins. (laughs) Yep. Origins is next. Okay. Wow. Feel, it feels like we missed. It feels like we missed something, but we, we probably did not. You're keeping track. Well, the last one we did was Dragons Origins is next, right? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yep. Weird. Um. Yeah. Wild. If you're looking to support the show, there's a couple different ways you can do it. The first doesn't cost you guys a dime and would really help us out. It's our TCG player affiliate link, CasualTryHard.com/tcg. 
You can follow that link on over to TCG Player, and anything you purchase after that will help to support the show. We'll get a percentage of your final price, whatever your bill is, and uh, helps us out. Doesn't like I said, doesn't cost you guys a dime. TCG Player has pretty good prices, fast shipping. Um, that's where I typically order from. I know you order from there a lot, also. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a no-brainer. You get to help us out and get cheap stuff quick if there's singles you like. I know there was some talk in Discord this past week since our last show about specking on some adventure stuff. Uh, we yeah. mentioned it in the pre-show and in the show last week. Adventures are back. They were really good last time. There's some bangers this time. So if you're looking to pick up any adventure stuff, maybe some Lucky Clovers or Edgewell Innkeepers, um, doesn't have to be a lot. Every little bit helps. Buy yeah. on TCG Player. We'll get a cut. If you want to support us more directly, you can head on over to patreon.com slash casual MTG. You can chip a couple bucks in. There's tiers there. They don't mean a whole lot. Just They're just there to be there, so you have something to click on. Uh, but you can you can pledge any amount you want to, whatever you think we're worth to you. Uh, whatever the value of the enjoyment that you get out of the show is. Um, patrons get access to our show notes. So you get kind of a sneak peek about what the episode for the week's going to be about. Patrons also get access to our pre-show. I put that out the day before the show goes live, and it's just us old farts making sure our equipment hasn't broke and uh, kind of catching up on life. And occasionally we talk about magic some, but completely unscripted, just whatever. Our patrons really seem to like it. So if you want to hear more from us, that's a way that you can get more of us. Uh, also, our patrons get put on my mailing list, so when I have some cool swag to send out, I can uh, send it out to the patrons. Um, right now I'm taking submissions for the next round of givebacks. I've got a pretty good list going, but if anybody has any any tokens that they use a lot, that they'd like to have some cool, cool tokens, cool frames, I don't know what I'm going to do for artwork yet. Last time I did... Uh, AI generated art that came out pretty decent. Maybe I'll do that again. But uh, if you got any ideas for that, hit me up. All the links down below are ways you can do that. Yeah. Patreon.com slash casual MTG. Sign up. Help us out. Please. Show us who love us. Please, please, please. All right. Mechanics. Mechanicals. <laughs> mechanicals. Yep. Um, so you say mechanicals, and those are the little robots that help Gecko in Gecko's garage. This is what happens when you're a, when you have a kid. <laughs> you know what Gecko's garage is. You know what Gecko's garage is, and you know that his friends are the mechanicals. Yeah. Uh, so, um, the first mechanic is not really a mechanic. It was in the mechanics article, and this is true. I think we, we mentioned it a couple times, but we didn't really like dive into it. So yeah. now is as good a spot as any to talk about it. Welcome to the world of booster fun and yep. enchanting tales. Ooh, what are enchanting tales? So these are kind of like the mystical archives or mm. the retro artifact slot in uh, recent sets, I guess Strixhaven and Brothers War, Brothers War, uh, respectively. But these are enchantments. So they are enchantments from all across Magic's history mm. um, that uh, have special art treatment. Kind of in maybe like a you could say like a storybook mm-hmm. uh, art style, and they will be one per pack. 
a special frame too. Special frame, but they are one per pack. Yep. So uh, every pack's going to get one. It's a special slot in the pack. Um, they are in regular like draft boosters as well as set boosters and collector boosters. Yes. Um, so every pack. Every single pack gets them, and they um, are uh, of wildly different power levels. Oh, yeah. And um, as many people have complained, may uh, really, really like Swing Limited. Oh, well, I mean, they have every time they've shown up, right? Yes. They swung limited games in Strixhaven. Um, they have cost me many, many limited games in Brothers War. Yes. So I would imagine it's going to be no different this time around. Um, so this printing does not change format legality. So if there's a card that's like doubling season is legal in modern, um, just because it's in this set doesn't mean it's going to be legal in standard. This is treated as a separate set or like a bonus set, I guess. Um, so they will not be standard legal if they're not already standard legal. They won't magically jump from legacy to modern. Yeah. But like I said, they are, or like you said, I guess, they are legal for limited. So if you open one in your pack, you can draft it and put it in your limited deck. Um, sealed or draft. That means if you open a Necropotence, you are black. Yes, congratulations. Yep. Also, uh, uh, if you open a Grave Pact, you're probably black. True. Uh, if you open a Grave Pact and a Sneak Attack, you, you got yourself a c c c combo <laughs> nation. That's right. Um, Congratulations, you just went 3-0. Yes. Um, yeah, like, uh, there are some... I think there are more that are duds here than in Brothers War, for sure. Okay. I mean, Omniscience, you, like, legitimately probably can't cast. Right. Blood Moon probably doesn't do anything. True. Um, I maybe I guess Rhystic Study is good. Mm -hmm. Greater Oromancy probably doesn't do a whole lot. Prismatic Omen. Uh, I don't know how good Sneak Attack is in Limited. Yeah, probably not fantastic. Um, so yeah, I think there are like like in like there's a bunch of the ley lines. Yeah. Right, like the white ley line, you're like you're not gonna do that with um mana Ritter flare. Romance, he probably doesn't do a whole lot in limited. Yeah. Mana flare? Mm, probably yeah. not. Like fiery emancipation wasn't playable in like its limited format that wasn't too long ago. Yeah. So like I feel like there are more like Land eh? Tax is pretty nuts though. Yes. Land taxes just go through your deck like Remove all the lands over the course of, like, three turns. Yeah. Smothering Tithe. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Like, we're... Bef we're uh, in Brothers War, it was like, okay, what is my 
my like you know special slot and i'm going to build my deck from that a lot of times this these are a little bit more like niche like yeah like griffin airy yeah there's not a life gain supported like support in this set so like that card's not going to do anything yeah um Spreading Seas probably doesn't do much. Space. Spreading Seas is banned and historic. It is. Yeah. Can't can't let people be islanded. Bitter Blossom's probably pretty good, though. Yeah, Bitter Blossom is probably good. Um, so, I mean, there are some that are good, but I think there are more misses in this than there were in the previous set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. Um. Just more that you're like, you know what, this is fine. I'm not going to, like, uh, lose to, like, 75% of the ones in the set. Maybe yeah. it's only 25% that are like, oh, I'm going to get dumpstered by this. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so the, I guess, upside for the players is these have made a lot of these ca- these cards in the past really cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to a, a, a new store owner uh, locally mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and he was like, "All the there's all this value in Commander Masters, and then they're immediately like, hey, all the most valuable cards, we're reprinting them in a standard set. <laughs> right because yeah. it had like doubling season and a lot of like these um a lot of like high value enchantments yeah and then they were like whoopsie we're just gonna print them in the very next set yeah so it's like yeah you like you lose a lot of your value it's like yeah no that's that's why i'm trying to get out of having so many magic cards yep Sitting on a dwindling pile of money. Yes, it is slowly getting smaller or fast or or quickly. (laughs) Fastly, gosh. All right. So there are those. Um, Cool for collections. Like they have the regular version and then there's an anime version. I guess I don't know where Uh, the anime. Not all of them, I don't think. Some of them do, but I don't think all of them do. Yeah. Unless they just haven't all been spoiled yet. Yeah, there's only a handful that have been spoiled. Okay. I guess I don't know where the I don't know where to get the anime versions. Something we have Collector talked about boosters, before. Boosters probably. Probably. Cuz the so when they did uh the Mystical Archive, the Japanese versions with the different frame and the different mm-hmm. art were only in collector boosters. Gotcha. Um but I don't know how many of our listeners were around for uh, mystical archives but like we mentioned a little while ago i don't think you a lot of people underestimated the value hit that these cards took or like just how many get put in out there through like when there's one in every pack i bought a ton of like the dark rituals and yeah. the duresses and those cards are like bulkity bulk 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 yeah I bought a bunch as well. And yeah, there's just so, so, so many. Yeah. That if you like this art style, they are going to be cheap. Yep. And they're probably going to bring down 
the other versions of the cards as well because now you have more choices and yep. there's going to be lots of them. Mm-hmm. So these are probably not a good spec if that's like what you're uh, if that's what you're like thinking like these are probably not a good place to like park your money. Yeah, I don't even know if there is a, a place thing. to park your money. Yes. Yeah, such a thing as specking anymore. At least not in the manner that we used to be able to do it. No, no, not at all. Um, I mean, we we used to have a contest when a new set came out. Yeah. It, there was like five or six of us that would pick a, a card under $2 that was pre-selling under $2 and like buy 10 or 20 of them. And then, like whoever whoever did the best, like won our contest or whatever. Yeah, and I I don't know how you could even remotely do that anymore. No, <laughs> like everything is different now. No, I do love the fact that they just keep going back to anime art. They were like, they're like, is the like the magic player and weeb circles? Are they? Or is it just a concentric circle? They're just like we think we cracked it. I think it's very close to. Yeah. Like, well, it seems like every time they do it, like people go crazy about it. I mean, yeah. it's not like super my thing, but no. I I do I do enjoy that. Like for whatever reason, smothering tithe is just a cat girl. <laughs> They're just like cat girl. Does it have anything to do with smothering? No. Some weebs like she can smother me. It's like calm down, weeb. Calm down. <laughs> uh So yeah, but I don't know. Hopefully they don't, like, ruin Limited. I know a lot of people really like them, but uh, for what they do to Limited, but they get on my nerves sometimes. Yeah, Uh, I mean, it makes it tough. All right, so up next is we have Roll Tokens. Roll, R-O-L-E. Yeah, this is kind of a weird one. Um, This is the first actual mechanic that we're going to talk about. It's also, I think the biggest departure from like a normal mechanic Mm -hmm. the rest of the mechanics in this set we kind of know how they tick but this roll thing is kind of strange so a roll is a token that is an aura so it's always going to be an enchant i think they're all enchant creatures right Mm -hmm. yeah um so it's a token aura that you're going to put onto a creature when something tells you to there's seven different kinds of roles um one of them is only in the commander product so there's six in the base set and then one in the commander product for a total of seven um and when when you're told to put a role on something you don't get to pick which role it's going to tell you what kind of role mm-hmm so you want to run through these different kinds of roles real quick? I'm very proud of us that we made it this far without saying, know your role, jabroni. Know your role. <laughs> um, yeah, so some of these are beneficial. Some of these are negative. Most of them are beneficial, I do believe. So yeah. you've got the monster role. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one, and has trample. Mm-hmm. You have the sorcerer role. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one, and has... Whenever this creature attacks, scry one. Then you have the wicked roll. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one. And when this aura goes to the graveyard uh, from the battlefield, each opponent loses one life. So this is important 
to note that tokens go to the graveyard and then evaporate. Right. So, like, they get the die trigger, but then don't end up in the graveyard. Yeah. Um, it's also weird that they included from the battlefield, though, because a token can't exist anywhere but on the battlefield. Yet. Yet. <laughs> sure. Mara <laughs> says, hold my beer. Hold my beer. Uh, spells copied this way become tokens of the spell. Uh, <laughs> uh, then you have the cursed roll. This is the bad one. Yeah. Uh, enchanted creature has base power and toughness 1-1. One, one. Uh, and then you have enchant creature. Uh, you have the royal roll, I'm sorry. Uh, enchant creature again. Enchanted creature gets plus 1, plus 1, and has ward 1. Mm-hmm. And then you have young hero. Uh, enchant creature. When uh, enchanted creature has whatever this creature attacks... If it's toughness or is three or less, it gets a plus one plus one counter on it. Mm-hmm. And then from the commander product, you have the virtuous roll, which is um, enchant the creature gets plus one plus one for each enchantment you control. And I'm pretty yeah. that that is the commander one, right? Yeah, that is. Yeah, the it, it has a different set symbol. Yeah. Um, so I think this is one of those cases, much like they did with. Um, battles where we had battle siege mm-hmm. and they're like we could do other battle types um these are all aura roll mm-hmm. and then they say enchant creature so they could very easily do a do this again with like enchant land right because things that enchant lands are auras yeah i don't know I don't know I don't how they call it a roll, though. Yeah, I don't know how they could do it in terms of flavor, but yeah. in terms of mechanic, it feels like they left themselves an opening. Yeah. Uh, I'm well when they go do the Beauty and Beast crossover, which will be harder now that Lacron is a thing. <laughs> the, like you can have like a roll on your teapot or something. Sure. <laughs> Enchant candlestick. Um, <laughs> So, these are all, almost all positive. Like, they kind of read, like, a lot of these are, like, ability counter, plus, plus one, plus one counter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, they could definitely come up with new roles. Yeah. And that might actually be kind of a cool idea for, I don't know if we're ever going to do another D&D set. Not that, like, I'm super thrilled with crossovers, but that might be a cool idea for a D&D set. Oh, yeah, you could do roles for that. Yeah, kind of like they did with the classes. Mm-hmm. And so these are, um, so they're, like I said, they're kind of like counters. Um, uh, the set does have a mechanic that lets you kind of eat these. Mm-hmm. A lot of these feel like not super priced in. Yeah. They they aren't quite as free as Decay Zombies. Right. But, like, I don't know if they're fully paid for in mana costs. I mean, you can, you can kind of think of them like a decayed zombie, though, because a lot of times the decayed zombies were more useful for being another Food. game object than they were for being a 2-2 zombie that's a one-hit wonder. Yeah, you, and you wanted them for something else. I think a lot of these... I mean, there's certainly circumstances where, like, a young hero or a royal role 
are going to be very good, especially in limited. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, I think these are just a piece of cardboard for you to sacrifice to something. Yeah. Also, I want to point out that uh, you can only have one roll at a time. On a creature. On a creature. You can have multiple rolls on different creatures. Yes, but like if you have yeah. a single creature, it can't have multiple rolls. Right. So... Um, yeah, it's actually. I think it's part of the rules of the roll. I don't. I don't know if it's on the card or not. But it's on some of them. If a creature has more than one roll, you don't get to pick either. Uh, you keep the newest, and then the rest go into the graveyard. Yeah. So, like, um, I don't know if you've seen Spiteful Hexmage. It's black for a three-two. Uh, when Spiteful Hexmage enters the battlefield, create a cursed roll token. Attach it to target creature you control. Mm -hmm. So if you play this on turn one, it's a 1-1. One, one. But it says under it, if you control another roll on it, put that uh, one into the graveyard, enchanted creature is 1-1. One, one. It's also kind of weird that you don't sacrifice it, right? That you put it you into the graveyard? put it into the graveyard. That is weird. Would it be like too good with like Mayhem Devil? I wasn't thinking that, but like it might cause a rules issue with like Yasharn or something where you can't sacrifice. Oh, maybe. Maybe. So they're just like, yeah, this has to go away so we don't get like two. Yeah. We're just going to make it go away instead of make you sacrifice it. Yeah. But like they have like some like interesting like pre built like curves. So mm -hmm. Spiteful Hex Mage is, you know, on turn one is a one mana one one. Well, on turn two, you could play Lord Skitter's Blessing, one in the black, for an enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, create a wicked roll token. Oh, wait, never mind. It's a wicked roll. Uh, wait, no, that's right. Plus one, plus one, yeah. Yeah, so what does this one do? This is cursed roll. Okay, cursed roll, and then wicked roll is, is a good one. Yeah. So then you're like, now my hex mage is a 4-3, um, and now I get to bash... Mm -hmm. So they kind of have like they have a few things set up like that where you could like in constructed kind of yeah. build a curve where you're like make this play this thing that is like above rate mm -hmm. but get shrunk down and then yeah. uh, have a way to put another roll on it. Yeah. So there's a couple creatures that are above rate but get the cursed roll put on them. I for some reason. I know why. Put confused cursed roll in wicked roll. Because in my head, cursed is bad and wicked is bad. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, they're both bad. So like, <laughs> and so when I saw like wicked roll, I was like, oh, that must be the make it small one because that's the bad roll. And it's like, nope, not the bad roll. No, 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 no. That's no, cursed. No. That's cursed. Um. So yeah, I think that thinking of them as like more pieces of cardboard. Yeah. I also wonder, like, I don't think there's anything here, but, like, if you're playing, like, an Enchantress deck, like, you could play not enchantments. That Like, you could play creatures that, like, generate rolls. Well, so it depends on which Enchantresses you're running, though. Yeah, if it's because on some cast. some of the Enchantresses, yeah, they trigger on, on cast, not on ETB. Yeah, 
But, like, that's something to think about. Is like, if your Enchantress is on, like, ETB, yeah. then you can just play creatures that put rolls on things. Mm-hmm. Or flicker creatures that put rolls on yeah. things. So, and like I said, there is um, a mechanic that uses this. What is this mechanic? Or can use these as food? Uh, it's called Bargain. Mm-hmm. Um, this is basically a spell that has kicker, sacrifice an artifact, enchantment, or token as an additional cost. Excellent. Everything kick or sacrifice a thing. Um, you choose. Oh God! It's 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 very specifically like non-creature, non-land. Right. It's like unless it's a token creature. Unless it's a token creature, but like it's artifact, enchantment, token. Like they skip over creature. Yeah. Well, because that'd be slave trade. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) <laughs> but I like I always think like oh I could just like sack a creature of this it's like well na- no it's specifically right. not creature so yep. and I always think it should um, be creature but it's just me yeah. yeah so bargain you select as you're casting it um, before your opponent has a chance to do anything before you even pay costs uh, that's important because some of the uh, I think a lot of these right are cost reducers I don't they, think they're they cost the... reducers, but they're like cost. They like modify the spell. Like it is kind of almost exactly like kicker, no, where it's I like. Think, you're... I think a bunch of them are cost reducers. Oh, okay. Like I was looking at like beseech the mirror. Okay. Which is it's always four mana, but if you bargain it, you get to cast the the spell, and then there's. Where's another bargain thing? That's the one I just I like. There, I thought there was a bunch of them that were like, this spell cost two less if it was bargained. Oh, I don't. So here's here's a Farsight Ritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, bad Memory Deluge. Two blue blue. A look at the top four cards of your library. If this spell was bargained, look at the top eight cards of your library instead. Put two yeah. into your hand. So I may have missed some that like reduce the cost but there are a lot that are like you get the spell or you get the spell better so ice out one blue blue oh that's yeah bargain this spell costs one less to cast if it's bargained it is the the uh classic three mana counter spell with sip mechanic yeah and hey can we make the can we make the sip mechanic make it counter spell sure yes um also, Johan's stopgap, three and a blue. This spell costs two less to cast if it's bargained. Okay. Bounce the thing, draw a card. I think there's more too. Okay, I uh, I remember an ice out. I did not look at good old Johan. Yeah. Good old Johan. Um, yeah. So it is just it is just kicker. Yep. Um, it's kind of cool though. It I mean it lets you sacrifice things lets you sacrifice your rolls that are basically free cardboard yeah your rolls any food that you get yep uh gets to go away yep so like that's that's good it just gives you something to do with them um i don't know if it super matters but one of the things that we like to keep an eye out for when we're going through a set is 
colors getting to do things that they don't normally mm-hmm. get to do. Um, blue typically doesn't sacrifice things. White typically oh, doesn't sacrifice good things. Good point. Um, I don't know if that's super relevant or not, but a thing to keep an eye out for in case you're looking for a sacrifice outlet in blue or white or green. Green doesn't sacrifice things. Uh, sometimes, I guess natural order does. Yeah. Not a ton. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it is an interesting thing that they're trying to like really kind of like shoehorn you to be like, sacrifice your food tokens and these enchantment tokens, please. <laughs> yeah. Don't do anything too bad. Just food tokens and enchantment tokens. Oh, well, let's talk about that real quick because for some reason food, I guess because it's evergreen now, uh, food mm-hmm. wasn't in the mechanics list here. Aww. So let's remind people what, what food are real quick. Food are mostly artifact tokens mostly. that uh, will sacrifice for two mana and I do believe two mana and tap Yep. and sacrificing them and you gain three life. There are a few creatures that are um, cookies or cookie <laughs> yeah. adjacent there, things. There's a couple artifacts that are cookies also too, right? Yeah, well there's Tough Cookie. He's an artifact creature yep. food golem. But isn't there like just an artifact that's a food also, I think? Maybe. I mean there's our uh, our our ginger brute. Ginger brute. Uh and then like the, the Sir stab you in the eye. Yeah. Sir Sir something ender of the meal ender. Sir Ginger. Yeah. Sir Ginger. Yeah. So for the most part, they are tokens that are typically tacked on to something. Yep. And as we have found since Eldraine, just making random pieces of cardboard has value. A good business decision. Yes, is to make bits and pieces of things. Yep. Um, but yeah, food can extend a game. Food can end a game if you're tapping it for blue mana with Urza. Or... <laughs> um, sacrificing it to mayhem de- uh, with uh, around mayhem devils and stuff. So there's a lot you can do with them. Draw your cards with trail of crumbs. Oh, yeah. I will say that it doesn't seem like they have gone as hard on the food synergies. But tomorrow Probably could just because, be food day. Well, also because they... Well, I guess it's not evergreen, but it's deciduous now. Like They just randomly throw food in sets now. Oh, yeah. I mean, we did just come so. off of like... Um, Lord of the Rings, uh, the Crunch yeah. and Munch, where it was just a ton of a ton <laughs> of food. Second breakfast. Second breakfast. Bra, 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 bra. Yeah, so I could see where they like just want to like do food lighter here, since they just like bash you over the head with food the previous set. Yep. So is in the set though. So is in the set. Yep. Um. And then we have it's a celebration. It's a celebration. Charlie Murphy. I don't know what we're celebrating, but here we are. Um, Celebration is an ability on cards that cares if two or more non-land permanents entered the battlefield this turn. So we just got done talking about roll tokens and food tokens. Mm -hmm. Those are, in fact, non-land permanents. And And when you make them, they enter the battlefield. And again, there are a lot of creatures that have them stapled onto them. Yeah. So it's like, again, if we are whatever spiteful guy, our one mana 3-2, yep. that puts two permanents onto the battlefield. For one mana. For one mana. This 
uh, triggering your celebration. Yep. Um, um, yeah. So celebration's a little bit weird um, because of rules things, not because it's not intuitive. Like, I mean, obviously, if two things enter the battlefield, like, you know what that is. But celebration doesn't care if the things are still there so they can enter the battlefield and leave. Um, like in, I don't remember what deck that was. The Was it the Fecundity deck that would like play zero mana hanger back walkers just to cast creature spells that went right to the graveyard? Mm-hmm. Um, that is a thing that enters the battlefield and leaves. If you cycle a shark typhoon for X One equals blue. zero, it makes a zero zero that enters the battlefield and then dies. So just some weird corner cases there. Anything that enters the battlefield counts for this. Um, it also doesn't matter who controls the permanence. So you could control both permanents that entered the battlefield. Your opponent could control both permanents that entered the battlefield, or you could each control a permanent that entered the battlefield. Celebration doesn't care. As long as two things entered the battlefield that weren't lands, it's good. Okay. Um, it also doesn't matter if they're then turned into lands. Okay. Just that they weren't lands when they entered the battlefield. Gotcha. I had not realized it didn't matter if you controlled the permanence. Yep. So, um, this screams like, hello, I'm the limited mechanic. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right? Like... Like I'm not, I'm not doing construct. You're not doing constructive things with me. Uh, probably not. But like, it seems like a in modern magic where you're just trying to put things on the battlefield. A lot of times, yep. Like rewarding you for putting things on the battlefield, and like, I don't know, maybe a third of the cards in the set, like make a thing, like make two things. Yeah. With all the roll creatures, all the things that also make a food and stuff like that. There's just a ton of things that like, hey, I'm making a bunch of dudes yeah. or a bunch of things. So this the celebration should be relatively easy to trigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. I'm just looking through right now. Um, it looks like it's currently only in red and white. So I'm assuming it's an aggro mechanic. That Probably. There's about going wide. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'm sure that I'm sure there's like gonna be some version of like raise the alarm or forbidden friendship. Yeah, whereas like make two nerds trigger celebration, yeah. get in there. Yeah. Um, and then we have what you came for, folks. <laughs> We're going on an adventure. Going on an adventure. Um, so. As we apparently talked about last week, uh, these are cards that have a um, mana cost in the upper right-hand corner of the card, just like a normal card would. Yep. Uh, but then they have a smaller like text box in the bottom left-hand corner that is a that is an instant or a sorcery. Yes. That. Um, if you cast it for it is an adventure, if you cast the card for its adventure cost, you put it into exile. Mm 
There's actually when it resolves. When it resolves, there's actually a little token that's like on an adventure. On an adventure. And then you can cast the card for its up top right hand casting cost and then get that part of the card. You yeah. can also just cast the card for its top right hand casting cost. Mm-hmm. So again, a card we've talked about a little bit, Bone Crusher Giant has um uh is a two and a red for a four three giant with upside and then its adventure is stomp for one and a red instant deal two damage can't be prevented so you can play stomp and kill something then play the bone crusher or just play the bone crusher directly mm-hmm. or just play the stomp and let your bone crusher sit there and stare at your opponent so that they know as soon as you they one for one run you out of cards, you still have a bone crusher giant to kill them with. Yeah. So uh we mentioned this, I think mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast here. These cards, if one of the two sides is at rate, yeah. the cards are good. Yeah. If both sides are at rate, the cards are busted. Yeah. I think it might actually be interesting if uh, you guys that haven't been around for a super long time go back and listen to our Throne of Eldraine set review episode where we talked about adventures because I think we pretty much nailed them. Um, They played out basically just as we thought they would. Um, They can be compared kind of to a split card because there's two spells on one card except one you get kind of on a layaway program. Or you can kind of count them as whatever the front half of the spell is, draw the second half of the card. Yeah, like how many cards are made infinitely better with draw a C-minus creature attached to it? Right. Like most of of them. them. All of them, exactly. Any So any of the adventures that are like my my spell side is at a at rate. Yep. It kind of doesn't matter what the creature is because mm-hmm. if you want the spell you're getting the creature for free. Yeah. Um these are I just uh, I just saw one that I, I kind of want to mention quick. Okay. When I was looking through the card image gallery here, there is two-headed hunter. Have you seen this? Uh, I don't... Oh, is this the blue one? Nope. So the the adventure is one and a red, twice the rage. Instant. Oh, yeah. Target creature gains double strike until end of turn. Mm -hmm. So it's team or battle rage. Kinda, yeah. Um, and then it also draws you a five mana, five, four menace. That, I mean, obviously is just, you know, limited, limited fodder, whatever, but if you just get team or battle rage on the front end which is a playable magic card and then the back end is probably not going to matter for a while but it's a 5-4 menace that gets to stare at your opponent for the rest of the game with threatening to be cast Um, that makes it pretty good (laughs) yeah like it's so like that one is one that is like at is pretty much at rate so like yeah. assault strobe is like red for a sorcery give a creature double strike. Yeah. 
And then there's like a, I think there's like a red white hybrid one. Okay. That gives you, uh, like it's one red white hybrid for mm-hmm. give a creature double strike. Like this is basically on rate for that. Yeah. And then you don't care. Like you're like, oh man, this five, four is bad. Yes, but it's free. Oh. Right. It doesn't it matter. Doesn't it doesn't matter. I mean, how many of us have paid three mana to put a Gigantha in our hand? And, mm-hmm. like, a five mana, five, five, effectively no text. Right. Is bad. But when you get it for free, mm-hmm. you will pause and build your deck in a way to perhaps give you Gigantha. Yeah, as... seriously. A, a sideboard slot is probably worth significantly more as a deck building cost than, like, Having the your uh, team or battle rage draw you a card, yeah, even if it's a bad card, and also like uh, can't get to rest because it is a creature, a creature, right? And if you have tutors that search up creatures but not instants and sorceries, mm-hmm. you can search this up and get the sorcery. Correct. Um, yeah, these are all better than you think they are. Even, yep. oh god, what was the, like, there was one that was, like, a four mana, like, mind rot that then was, like, a six mana, like, X star star with, like, however many cards you were in your opponent's hand or something. Oh, I don't see Remember that, that card? No, it's, it's from uh, Throne of Eldraine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Knight of something or other. Yeah, like, the card's, like, objectively bad. But, like, still saw some standard play because, like, right. a four-mana Mind Rod is fine when it's stapled to your finisher. Right. Just like uh, Beanstalk Giant. Mm-hmm. Hey, your ramps, your three-mana, so, like, worse than Cultivate Ramp Spell is fine when it's also stapled to your finisher. I think right. they did a better job of not just, like, putting A plus B together on the same card. But there's some that they kind of did. Yeah. Um, so I think that this mechanic is hard to balance. And yes, it feels definitely. like th- I feel like there are some that they may have missed on in this set. I think we talked about it in last pre-show, but like questing drew it. One in the red for an in- so the adventure is one in the red for an instant. Exile the top two cards of your library until the end of your next uh, end step. Oh, until your next end step, uh, you may play uh, those cards. So it's just Ren's Resolve and um, uh, was it Reckless Impulse? Yeah, yeah. But it's an instant instead of a sorcery, and it's stapled to Questing Druid. One in the red, one one. Whenever you cast a spell that is white, blue, black, or red, put a plus one, plus one counter on Questing Druid. So, if you want Ren's Resolve, this is a better Ren's Resolve because it's an instant. Yep. And, and it, it also draws you a Query and Dryad. Yeah. And, like, <clears throat> it's fine. Like, that card is... Yep. that The Questing Dryad is free. It is 100% free. Mm-hmm. On your Ren's Resolve. So, um, yeah, don't don't sleep on these. We've been talking about <clears throat> creatures, but they do have a cycle of enchantments. 
that mm-hmm. also have adventures. So the the virtue cycle. Yeah. So um, these again have, they're all pretty cheap. Um, the adventure sides. Adventure sides are all pretty cheap, and then the virtue side is more expensive. Yeah. But. Right, like virtue I guess we don't of have the vir- green one yet. No, or the red one. Oh, the red ones. Oh, yeah, the red one's not there. Yeah, that's it's a dragon instead. Yeah, uh, but like the virtue of uh, persistence. Um, right, its adventure is uh, Lothwain's Scorn, one of the uh, black for a sorcery target creature gets neg three, neg three, and you gain two life. It not being an instant. Sure, kind of sucks, but that's like a reasonable removal spell. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of stapled to a, it's stapled to it's like seven mana, probably win the game. Oh, for sure. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. So, yep. like, its adventure side is helping you get to seven mana. Right. Uh, so. Yeah, like the it'll be interesting to see what the green and the uh, uh, red, red ones green. are, but they're they're all better than you think because they're all stapled to. No matter how bad the card is, they all say draw a card. This white one seems pretty good. A, a two two that draws you, a kind of a weird anthem. Well, I mean, it's better than an anthem that. It- it anthems your team every turn and mm-hmm. untaps them. <laughs> it's kind of like the, oh gosh, the uh, invasion of Gobakan. Yeah, a little bit. Like the, the light shield array that when yeah. you flip it, you get, uh, whenever your creatures have attacked, you get a plus one, plus one counter. Yeah. Yeah, like this is like a two mana two two is fine. Right? Nothing to write home about, but fine. Yeah, it's a bear. But again, that two mana two two draws you the virtue of loyalty. Mm-hmm. So that's how you have to think about all of these adventure cards: is the effect draws me the other card, right? And so uh, that is that is the thing that you have to always keep in mind and don't get hung up on. Like, well, the rate on this isn't great. It's like the Doesn't rate, matter. yeah, the, <laughs> the the rate on this like. Two mana for two damage is below rate, but then the Bone Crusher Giant was kind of above rate. Yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, you know, but then when you get like the the like the quest uh, druid where it's like, oh, this both halves are basically on rate. Like this card has to be good. Yeah, and like Brazen Borrower. Right, exactly. Brazen Borrower are on rate, and the, the card sees eternal format play. Yes. So, so even when like one side isn't on rate, uh, they're still usually pretty good. Particularly if the mm-hmm. spell's on rate. Yeah. Right, then you can just like at some later point in the game be like, oh, I guess I flooded out. I'll play, like your example, my bad five mana five four. Right. That I otherwise wouldn't have had. So, uh, yeah. So just keep that in mind. 
uh, I'm just waiting on like the next time we come back and we have like adventure lands. <laughs> oh I'm, man, I'm that a spell, and I'm also a land that you can play later. And never make you discard it. Never. Just like here never. we go. Yeah. Oh, they think like they make like a one mana like discard a card that has like discard like laundry list or card with adventure yeah <laughs> just like we can't we can't have this it's called despise adventure yeah Ooh, it's despise and then hits adventures there you go um i guess another like limited mechanic it's not really like listed is like rat tokens yeah there's a lot of rat tokens it, that might be more of a theme <clears throat> Um, yeah, I guess. Not a mechanic, but yeah, a theme. There's a lot of rats running around. Yeah. Lots they, of rats. Uh, and they don't block. Is is a one mana one one or sorry, is a a one one token that can't block worse than a two two token that if it blocks it instantly dies? I don't know. Yeah, like I think they're somewhere around decayed zombies in value. But well, I- I mean, they, you get two of them. Hmm? Like, a lot of them don't just make one rat. They make two rats, don't they? Yeah. But I was saying, like, they're around, like, a decay like a decay zombie in value. But like we said earlier, there's a lot of ways to feed yeah. tokens to other things. So just, like, decayed zombies were kind of free. Mm-hmm. These might also be a little bit. Uh, these seem a little bit free. Yeah, not quite priced in. Yeah, quite priced in the same way. Um, maybe I made that up. I guess I guess they don't make two. Yeah. Like, do you remember, like, oh, God, was it Fungal Infection? Yeah. For, that card was great. They, they made one, but the token can't block. It's, like, infinitely worse. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh man. So Fungal Infection was one mana, was black for instant give a creature neg one, neg one, make a one, one fungus. So it was just like eat any two toughness creature for one mana in combat. Yeah. And then they made the rat version, but the token can't block. So it's like way yeah, that is way worse. worse. Way that card worse. was kind of busted and limited though, so it's kind of good though. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like. When you figured out before everyone else that the card was busted and limited, you just got to get yeah. them and just like, like you can't attack with your X two because I just I have one mana up. Right. Do you want me to eat your four drop with one mana? Okay, you're not <laughs> attacking. I didn't have it, but right. Yeah, you couldn't attack. My bluff gained me three life. Yeah, my yeah, exactly. My bluff. Your three two. No, can't can't get in here. Yeah. Um. So, I think that, like, the set does kind of what we thought it would. I thought there'd be more food. But, again, we get, like, food more often now. We're also not all the way through the set. Is it true? Yeah, it could, like I said, it could be food day. Um, I mean, usually, like, the last day of spoilers, which I'm assuming is Thursday, um, normally that's when they dump all the limited chaff, so. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be done on Friday, but maybe it's Thursday. But it I seems like a lot of cards to like. Uh, like, there's 63 cards. Like, there's not many more cards that they can like 
mil, uh, like That's release true. the next three days. I guess like 10 cards a day, then you dump 30 on the last day. Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah, because today had, gosh, two, four. Why am I counting like this one? Two, three, four. Today had 17, 18 cards. Yeah. So I'm assuming that we'll slow down over the next few days. Yeah. Oh, and I guess then we get all the commander cards too. Oh, yeah, we do have the commander cards. That book is closed, right? Like, the uh, Wilds of Eldraine, the, the set symbol is an open book. And oh, I don't know. The, command, the commander is, like, more closed. Like, if you look closed at the book. rolls, if you look at the one that comes from um, the commander product, the, yeah. the notice how closed. the set symbol is more uh, like a closed book. Where are you looking? Uh... Top uh, left. Are you on Mythic Spoiler? Now on Mythic Spoiler, if you look at Virtuous Roll, if you look at the set symbol, that book is more like kind of held up and like partially closed as opposed to the Woe one where it's like laid flat and more open. I got to get there. Hang on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So. When you're looking at the set, when you're looking at the spoilers for the rest of the week, if you see an open book, commander product. See, a, sorry, if you see an open book, standard product. If you see a yeah. closed book, commander. commander product. So just uh, don't do what I just did, and don't yeah. get uh, and then <laughs> don't mix them up and then be like, oh my god, this adventure is busted. And it's like, well, you can only play it in legacy. Is it legacy busted? Probably not. Yeah. But. So that's all the mechanics. We have a few minutes left. Okay. Um, I know we talked in the pre-show last week about adventures. Mm-hmm. And I know we talked a little bit about them in the show, but I don't think we talked about the same things in the pre-show and the show. Okay. Did you want to give the rest of the listeners kind of a sneak peek about what we were talking about oh we can so i got if i'm thinking about the right thing here i got excited about the prospects of kind of building a let's say pioneer explorer e that is what i was referring to adventure deck so i was trying to look for uh adventure cards that might be worth specking on from Mm -hmm. uh throne uh, the problem is, is like Brazen Borrower is 10 bucks. Yeah. And then Bone Crusher Giant is like a dollar. Yeah. And, but there's like multiple printings of Bone Crusher Giant. So, like, I bought some Uncommons. I bought Lucky Clover and Edgewell Innkeeper. But more importantly, if you look at a lot of these adventure cards, a lot of them are Teamer. Yes. And Which was the adventure deck prior. And, like, there are cards, like, uh, what is her name? Uh, our cookie goddess. Um, Stuff cookie? Uh, no. Uh, or... uh, Baluna Grandswell, our, our giant, oh, yeah, our yeah, giant yeah, cookie giant. our giant cookie goddess, um, yeah. that, like, are really paying you off hard on the adventure side for yeah. playing a bunch of adventures. And it's just, like... 
a generically good like creature as well. Yeah, so like if you remember what the Teamer Adventure decks used to be, um, it was just all of the adventure cards, and then either Escape the Wilds or um, what was the other one they played? Uh, the the were you thinking about the 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 Fey the the wishes thing? No, the, there were the um, the card from Ikoria. The teamer Genesis Ultimatum. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Um, is a way to kind of like refill, go over the top, and Baluna Grand Squall serves that role as the adventure. It's a two and then teamer, mill seven cards, then put all cards that have an adventure from among the milled cards into your hand. So it refills after you've put all of your guys on an adventure, and then if you cast it for just teamer, red, blue, green, it's a four four with trample that makes all of your permanents that have an adventure on them cost less. Yeah, so, so it refills your hand, lets you go over the top. And then also makes all your adventures cheaper. And they also played like Fey of Wishes. Yeah. Which was like backbreaking with a, uh, uh, oh gosh, a Lucky Clover out. It's just another way to go like big. Yeah, super big. Um, and they had, oh gosh, uh, I just, I just said his name, uh, Beanstalk, Beanstalk Giant, Giant. Yeah. as like a curve of like, Lucky Clover into Beanstalk Giant get two lands puts you super far ahead, mm-hmm. mana wise, and then you're able to do these like bigger high mana plays. So like the our Baluna is um, kind of doing Fay of Wishes, Genesis Ultimatum, Escape to yep. the Wilds kind of things, like letting you go big, and like. As long as your like removal or tempo plays, as long as they line up in any way that is like beneficial, right? You like are just like two for winning your opponent all the time. Even like the bounce spells, you're like tempo positive and you're up a card. Mm-hmm. Especially if you get to double it. <clears throat> yeah. Especially if you like Lucky Clover get to double it. Um and there's like so there's Brazen Borrower, and then there's a new one that has not officially been uh, previewed that is, like, one in a blue sorcery return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. It's official. Scalding Viper. Oh, Scalding Viper is official? Okay. Yep. Um, And then I guess I don't know if it's a 2-2 two, two or a 2-1. It's a 2-1 on the creature side. Whenever an opponent casts a spell with mana value 3 or less... Scalding Viper deals one damage to that player. And it's it's two mana. Yeah, so like red. Yeah. So right, you've got four you've got eight creatures that also have a bounce spell attached to them. So like your opponent really can't ever get their feet under them because you're just like, okay, bounce your thing. Yep. Or again, God help them, you're like Lucky Clover let you play two things, bounce them both. Yeah. It's been a good game. Uh, we all, everyone played hard. Um, (laughs) And then, um, so you have that. There's this uncommon that might actually be decent. I can find it. Frolicking Familiar. Yeah, I thought that one looked good. 
two and a blue for a two two flyer. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, it gets plus one plus one until the end of turn. So like whatever. Near, nearly prowess. Nearly prowess. But it also has blow off steam. Red uh, deals one damage to any target. I mean, how many times have you like had a mana dork uh, hit by spike field hazard? Yep. Or kind of any other number of things hit by spike field hazard. So this is like a spike field hazard that is also its fail case is two two fly is Windrake. Windrake with upside. With upside. Um and then and uncommon, that's kind of wild. <laughs> and then I've already talked mentioned it a few times, questing druid. <clears throat> yep. It's a three for one if you get to use all the cards. Yes. Like that's absurd. And again, with Lucky Clover, like, it's basically Escape to the Wilds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty good. <clears throat> so, there's a lot of pieces here for, like, a deck that, like, maybe it still has the go-over-the-top aspects. But it also might just be this, like, kind of, like, super obnoxious, like, tempo deck. Where you're just bouncing your opponent's things, playing stuff out. Getting card advantage with Edgewall Innkeeper. Um, getting all this card advantage, but kind of like being a little more small ball. Mm-hmm. And then like, eventually you're just like, okay, fine. Play my, you know, adventure adventure that draws five cards. Yeah. And, okay, now the game's done. So, it seems interesting. And like, the, again, like, I'm sure something will come together for Pioneer, but, like, how long will it be good? Yeah. Right? And if, like, every other color gets, like, you know, a shieldred once a year, and you're just like, come on, baby, let's go back to Eldraine. Maybe maybe the Kithkin are feeling adventurous this time. Uh, <laughs> please. Well, like, I mean, you got to think outside the box a little bit. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I imagine we're going to have a set that cares about casting things from Exile. Uh-huh. Which would fit into this. I mean, there is an argument that you could be Jeskai Mm -hmm. or Naya to play Pia. Yeah. And to play, play, uh, um, oh gosh, uh, Giant Killer. Yep. Right, where you could, you know, I don't know if the man is good enough to be four color, but like Pia uh, rewards you for playing stuff from Exile. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're going to play a lot of stuff from Exile. Yes. And, like, the Pia decks, I almost feel like Questing Druid just goes in them. Yeah, I think so. Because you're like, I want more Ren's Resolves. Right. And I put a little bit of red, uh, green in my deck. Now I get Ren's Resolve plus, like, a friend. Or I don't care about the friend, really. I just want more Ren's Resolves. At instant speed. At instant speed. So... Yeah, there's. I think that there is probably going to be a pioneer deck, mm-hmm. and I think that people are first going to try to build like the big mana version, uh, and then you may get to the point where it is more of like a tempo thing tempo or some like yeah like or some like mush in between. Yeah, because like so many of these are cheap, and yes. there's also I think I mentioned on the pre-show. Uh, where is he at? Because you meant you called this one out. Um, Horn Lock Whale. Mm-hmm. It's a 
Oh yeah. Four blue blue for a six six flash ward two. And if it enters the battlefield, tap unless it's your turn, so like you don't get to eat something with your six six flash. But it also has um an adventure for one in the blue that's an instant. The owner of target attacking creature you don't control uh, puts it on top or bottom of their library. So you could very easily have a deck that just has like 25 two drops Mm -hmm. that are all stapled to creatures of other casting costs. Yeah. Right? And like your opponent just like if they attack you on two you can be like fine or on turn three or whatever you're like fine I'll bounce your three drop or I guess I'll bounce that thing with my like six six that I'll play later and beat you with this is better than bounce though because it goes to the library Yeah, if they want it they have to draw it again like I'll time walk you or memory lapse you kind of deal yeah Um, so like you have that you have scalding viper you have bone crusher you have brazen borrower yes are you choked on twos you are but you also aren't yeah right like you have a lot of things you just be like all right like i guess i'll stomp your face and then play my three drop mm-hmm. or i'll bounce anything then play my brazen borrower right or i'll bounce anything hold up my brazen borrower and then do it again next turn <laughs> yeah Right until I can like find my Edgewall Innkeeper and then like play my Brazen Borrow and draw a card. So like, there's probably something here. Um, that's why I'm saying like maybe there's like a tempo deck because you have effectively twelve like bounce spells, mm-hmm. and so like your opponent just never gets to get like footing, right, in the game, and then something like. Frolicking Familiar gives you something to do on one with the, like, deal one damage mode. Yeah, kill your dork, kill whatever. Yeah. And then it's just, like, a reasonable beater, like, late in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we shouldn't forget, like, Lovestruck Beast is, like, another thing to do on one. Oh, for sure. Right? Like, you just have this, like... Basically, if you look at all the rare adventure cards, they were all, like, super playable. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we don't know what the blue, or sorry, the red or, like, um, green, green virtue is. Like, they could be right. really good as well. Like and, I mean, likely they have to do with adventures because they're in the adventure colors, at mm-hmm. least one of them. Yeah, like, I feel like they all are, like, related to the... Uh, Oh, to the castles? To the castles. So, like, Virtue of Loyalty yeah, is, like, Circle of true. Loyalty. Yeah. Where it cares about creatures. And the blue one was, like, the mirror that, yeah. like, did something weird with spells. And then Virtue of Persistence is, like, the the cauldron, the cauldron that brought stuff back. So, like, yeah, maybe the red one, like... But we've already done Give Double Strike. So, I don't know what it would be, like, because it's, like, Embercleave. And then, like, the green one could, like, draw you cards when your creature comes into play. Yeah. But, like, if that's cheap enough, like, that's, like, fine. Mm-hmm. Right? Because all of your spells are also creatures that you can use to, like, fuel back up later. Oh, yeah. The, the front side is just, uh, what you call it? Oh, the green one? Yeah. Oh, is it already done? No. It, 
No, but it's just going to be a glimpse. Oh, that would be interesting. Like two minute glimpse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be good. So, yeah, like there might be a deck here. And I think it's at least worth like exploring and explore. Ooh, I see what you did. Or Pioneer. Or Pioneer. I mean, but just like in terms of like doing something. And like we haven't even talked about like the Raccoon Boy. Yeah. The two mana mana dork that late in the game you get to pick up and then cast Turn Timber Symbiosis. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or you just rip it in the late game when you cast Turn Timber Symbiosis. (laughs) And you just find something. Like you like cast it and you find your horned whatever lock guy yeah right so i think that is the thing i am most interested in coming into this set is how do the adventures like does an adventure deck come together uh also one more thing um storm elk storm elk three and a green for an elemental elk Trample for a 3-4. Whenever you cast a spell with mana value 5 or greater, put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on Storm Elk. Peer through clouds. One in the blue. Adventure. Instant. Uh, Draw two cards. Discard two cards. Oh. Right, like, we've gotten... Like, I know, like, the blue-white one. uh, Faithful Mending. Mm -hmm. Right, like, this is just, like, rate for that. Right. And you don't care if it's staple to a bad creature it's literally just rate for draw to discard to modern rate we don't get faithless looting or careful study anymore right but this is kind of rate for that now what was that called a storm elk it's in japanese or korean or something oh okay it's in chinese i will i will go with chinese final answer okay uh on mythic spoiler but like it's no, just like I'm not, I'm not a spoiler. Oh, sorry. But it's uh, <clears throat> but it's kind of on. It's on rate on the one half, and the other half is like whatever. But like, it also like gives you more creatures if like you're desperate to reanimate something, and you're like, oh man, all I have is a stupid storm elk, or like yeah. you flood out. Like you usually don't get to have your discard outlet also be like a safety valve of like I guess I get to use my mana yeah so safety valve is block yeah the safety valve is please let me get to the next turn so I can attract them yeah like I need one more turn to draw my reanimation spell you're in Elky. <laughs> let's go tag you're it alright so with all this adventure talk I think we have a show I think we have a show. So um, next week, I think we're going to do set review. Uh, yeah, provided the set's out, it should be. Yeah. So yeah, so, next week is set review. Um, if you have any cards that you're excited to hear about, you want us to talk about, uh, please get at us on all the social medias, Facebook, Discord, X. X. Uh, X. Uh, you can email us. Yep. Uh, please reach out, say hey, and be like, hey, yeah. we think this card. I think this card's good. Talk to me. Yeah. Let us know what you want to hear about, and we'll talk about it. Uh, if you're looking to support the show, a couple ways you can do it. 
First is our TCG player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Type that link into your web browser of choice. Surf on over to TCG player. Buy whatever you're going to buy, and you'll be supporting the show at the same time. doesn't cost you anything extra, and you'll be helping us out. We would really appreciate it. The other way you can support us is directly, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Patrons get access to our show notes. They get access to our pre-show, so you get another hour of us every week. And you get put on my mailing list for when I have swag for you guys. If any of that sounds good, or you just want to show your support, or you really like the show and you just want to give back to us, any of those are valid reasons. Any reason's valid, I guess, to sign up for Patreon. Yeah. Um, head on over there, chip a couple bucks in, however much you feel like we're worth, and uh, we'll hook you up. We'd appreciate yeah. it. Yes, thank you. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets. <laughs>